Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freak and Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freakin' Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P Freakin' Rochester, also on Freakin' Apple Freakin' Podcasts, Google Freakin' Play, even though that doesn't exist anymore, Spotify, and Freakin' SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, my name is Taylor, the Sandman Freakin' Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is Freakin' Sandy, the Sandman Freakin' Farkas, coming via satellite Freakin' New York from Doug Jordan's garage, streaming live, and then we also have, bringing up the rear, Doug Jordan himself, coming from his own freaking domicile. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our Weakin' Freakin' Review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And geez Louise, down to my knees, we celebrated a birthday here at our weekend review. It has been five years since Wayo began. The anniversary of the worst radio station in the history of the world, weakers and tweakers, and God bless them. But that wasn't the only birthday. The other birthday... It's a much older birthday, and it is yours truly. Yes, I had a birthday on Friday, January 8th, and it was a absolutely glorious celebration. And Sandy and freaking Doug can tell you all about that. Jeez Louise down on their knees. We had a roarious good time, and I announced it online on my freaking Facebook and on freaking Twitter that I would be celebrating my freaking glorious freaking birthday at freaking Ortego freaking Grill Friday freaking night on the night of my freaking birthday that it was. And geez Louise, down to my knees, the drinks were flowing, the freaking steaks, $12.99, all you can freaking eat, freaking uh, gets up, because they'll bring you another bottle if you run out, geez Louise, down on my knees and a vegetable and we had the freaking mac and cheese bites doug jordan who ate most of them other than me so it was a blessed affair and in a time like this when we have a difficult time finding companionship it was glorious to be out at a public place amongst the public with many others celebrating. Yep, you freaking guessed it, my freaking birthday. So, Jeeves Louise down on my knees. I want to thank both of you, Doug and Sandy, for making it a blessed affair. Uh, yeah, thank you for the blessing. Uh, yeah, I, am, um, I, would, I would like to sort of <clears throat> piggyback on what Doug Jordan said, and uh, well, thank you for the freaking blessing. Myself, Doug Jordan, Sandy Farkas, Larry Brown the bartender, had a roarious good time among the other patrons, though there were few. And Sandy, um, and please... There- I mean, there were. I mean, when there were, uh, there were zero. There were zero other freaking patrons in the freaking restaurant, at least for the free. I guess a little uh, family came in towards the end, right as we were freaking packing up. Um, you know, I was freaking hesitant about this whole freaking Ortego Grill thing, but I mean, the Ortego Grill is just a freaking fantastic freaking establishment. And if you ever have a freaking chance to get down there, say hi to freaking Larry Brown, pop in. Um, maybe even freaking try one of their freaking sauteed freaking shrimp. Uh, these are shrimp freaking basted in olive oil, butter, garlic, red pepper, lime zest. Uh, they are freaking to die for. They come with little freaking pieces of bread, though they called them Christinis, um, which I had never freaking heard of before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were freaking to die for, uh, as well as the freaking uh, the mac and cheese and uh, the order of the freaking jalapeno freaking poppers, if I'm being freaking honest with you. Yeah, it was a sight to behold, and Doug Jordan was convinced to get the freaking 
mac and cheese nachos, which were absolutely freaking hilarious freaking looking to watch him eat them. I said, all you're going to eat is an appetizer, Doug Jordan? Have a freaking prime rib. $12.99. Well, the mac and cheese nachos, were they were an appetizer, but I treated them as an entree. And, but you the, wouldn't share it. An appetizer is for sharing. And I asked you for some, and you said you can have one. Well, because the appetizer was my entree. That's why I the appetite. I didn't. I didn't choose the entree. Was my appetizer. And, and Lee's and Tweaker is the funniest thing ever I've ever seen. Freaking happen. Freaking Mike, Doug, freaking Jordan, freaking orders a freaking Coca Cola at the freaking place, and he spills his freaking Coca Cola all over his own freaking nachos, instantly freaking ruining the whole freaking batch after the first couple of freaking bites. So freaking serves you right. That's what happens when you order a freaking appetizer. Yeah, an entree. Yeah, yeah, but then I, I didn't get to order any other food because I said, okay, well I'll, I'll order a, a twelve ninety nine steak then, and everybody said, no, no, you had your chance, Doug. We gotta go. We gotta go. You're done. Yeah, and I said, and I said, I'm gonna got the whole freaking the whole freaking crowd uh, uproariously laughing. I said, hey, Doug, maybe next time. Order the freaking nachos, hold the Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely freaking hilarious. Yeah. And we, the whole crowd broke into laughter. Yeah, that, we, that means just you. That just means you too. Well, you got to freaking, the Wiggers and Wiggers have to understand this. I was freaking about freaking eight or nine, 10, 11 freaking margaritas deep at this point. Uh, so I was freaking drunk as a freaking skunk. And I was pouring a little freaking brown into them too when the freaking, when Larry Brown wasn't freaking looking. Uh, for a guy named freaking Larry Brown, doesn't freaking, he mostly serves up freaking margaritas and freaking, and freaking beer. So, um, and sort you, of misleading. And there was one point where there was so much freaking shrimp ceviche on freaking Sandy Fargus's face, and he was drunk as a skunk. I was laughing my freaking tail off. I was happy as a freaking clam on my birthday. So it was a beautiful time. They have pinatas hanging from the ceiling. I was allowed to break one open, though Larry Brown didn't say as much for my freaking birthday, unfortunately. So it was freaking empty. I said, can't you fill it with something? Jeez Louise, down on my freaking knees. And when Larry Brown came back from the kitchen and saw it on the floor, we knew that it had been a mistake, unfortunately, because they, apparently there are decorations. But yeah. I could have told you that. I mean, the place was freaking, and, 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 and if my memory serves me correctly, I may have freaking told you that. I mean, there were freaking, there were just freaking pinatas all over the freaking place in this, in this restaurant. And yeah, I definitely told you that. I there definitely were, there, said there's decoration. A, Everywhere you look, the, I mean, the ceiling is just covered in freaking pinatas. I picked an elephant pinata, and there was no bat, no wiffle bat to be found, so I used my hands, and I tore it to shreds, starting with the trunk down to the rear, the tail, hoping there would be something inside, Doug Jordan. But it was just nice to be out, so... Jeez Louise, down on my knees. We got a great freaking show for you. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Um, geez Louise. Um, so a lot of freaking, lot to freaking out back there. Uh, first things first, um, the obvious one, freaking thank you for the freaking blessing. Uh, follow that up, uh, with, uh, freaking the freaking Dickens, if I'm being honest with you. And yeah. I'm freaking drunk. I'm freaking drunk, man. Also, don't ever freaking interrupt me. No. Um, please, you must, please, please, please freaking shut up. Um, 
basically my week was a freaking was a freaking blast uh i had a great time out at the freaking ortego grill like i mentioned was definitely freaking skeptical of the whole freaking thing but i was freaking swayed uh if you have a chance to go get down there and get the freaking tex-mex burger and his freaking house ground pork belly spicy freaking aioli roasted red peppers charred onion yellow and white cheddar on a freaking pretzel roll and that thing was just freaking absolutely to die for um i ended up freaking vomiting it uh up later um but for the price of freaking 12.99 who even gives a freaking grab you know what i mean yeah these burgers are dripping wet weakers and tweakers they are soaked it's delicious i tell you what it freaking came up a lot easier than it freaking went down uh and uh, and and man, I can only imagine how how wonderful it would have been if it had you know come out the other freaking end. Uh, what was you? Are you asking me how my freaking week was, or yeah. did you ask me to say something nice about Ortega Grill? I'm glad you did, man. How was your week? Um, well, as I mentioned, uh, that moment was a freaking a blast. But uh, I'm also uh, currently having to freaking jump through a couple of freaking uh, metaphorical hoops. Uh, sort of freaking speak uh, which which has left me a little a, a little a little freaking stressed out yeah you look stressed yeah well i'm yeah i'm sorry i'm just um yeah i um, <clears throat> i'm sorry i'm freaking drunk and and thinking about the freaking ortego grill i felt i was getting a little sick to my stomach um i felt as if the as if something in my stomach now was working its way up a little bit so i just got to get deep one a deep breath or two and Okay. Um, yeah, the stress, uh, the stress in my life. Obviously, um, I'm referring to uh, trying to get my hands on the freaking ashes, uh, the remains of freaking Thaddeus Michael Richards, uh, a guy who used to freaking work on the show, and uh, and and th- and it's quite a freaking. This is called quite the freaking Where's Waldo uh, of uh, of finding a freaking dead man's freaking ashes, uh, if I do say so. Um, or, or if you're not familiar with a uh, freaking Waldo, uh, a freaking where in the world is uh, Garmin freaking where in the hell is freaking Garmin San Diego? Uh, but yeah. but it, imagine it's me looking for freaking a, uh, a dead boy's freaking ashes and his cane, mind you. I asked you to locate his cane because I would love to be able to have that as a momentum of his friendship and life. Yeah, well, I did tell you that if I if I happen to find the cane, I'll give it to you. But it is not number my number one freaking priority. My priority is the, are the freaking ashes that I get my freaking hands on them, and we're able to spread them come freaking our fishing trip, which is rapidly freaking approaching. Um, I I I I was trying to get a hold of freaking uh, Tadius freaking elusive uh, stepbrother, uh, who is who is freaking hanging up on damn near every single one of my freaking phone calls. Um, and I, and I had a couple of the numbers from a couple of the guys that used to live in the freaking house, uh, that came to some of freaking Doug's parties and did put on a little freaking show for us. Um, and a couple of those guys are actually, have also, are also freaking dead. I noticed, um, or, or, or no longer have, they're just unfreaking reachable. Yeah. Most likely dead. So this is going to be a bust, this fishing trip. And we're going to get into it without the ashes of Tadia because it is, one of the main goals is to spread those asses like the butt cheeks that Jeez Louise down on my knees, he spread so willingly on camera all the time at his house where he had a glorious butt cheek spreading show, uh, yeah. a web series of some sort, sexual. See, my, my freaking fear is that the amount of freaking poison that was going around that freaking house uh, finally freaking caught up to, to the whole freaking gang, um, leaving freaking Tadia, freaking all of his freaking, um, all of his young men and, and his freaking stepbrother who had just freaking recently entered his life, um, all while well, I'm freaking dead as a freaking doornail, gone the way of the freaking dodo, 
Um, and uh, but you know the show must freaking go on. So uh, yeah. whether or not I get my hands on those has yet to be seen. But uh, if I'm not able to, we're gonna have a good time anyway. I got yeah. I have two questions. Sorry. Just go, ahead, go ahead, Doug. One, how do you even know he's freaking dead? And two, if he was dead, how would you even know that he was cremated? Well, I feel it. First of all, feel it in my freaking bones. Um, I feel it from the, and I feel it in my freaking bones, and I feel it um all the way all the way deep in my freaking loins, uh, and in the pit of my freaking stomach. Uh, if he's if he's not freaking dead, then where is he, Doug? We've 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 assumed people were freaking dead uh, without having freaking seen them for a freaking week. It's going on damn near freaking six, seven freaking weeks now. Haven't heard a freaking peep. Doug. Yeah, but all the times that you've assumed people were dead, they ended up being alive. But obviously, he would have wanted to be cremated, Doug. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, he cremated himself on the internet every freaking day. That was his best freaking bit. That was his finish. That's how he that closed was, that was the his, show. That was his finishing move. Was the freaking he called it the freaking cremation? Uh, and there was one time where he freaking creamed into a mason jar. Um, and. Yeah, and that was quite the freaking spectacle. Um, yeah. What was your what was what was your other freaking question? Doc? Yeah. How how do you know? I don't I don't think he's dead if he's not turning up. You know. Uh, well, Doug, hold on. Go ahead and shut up. Uh, you mentioned that every every other time that we have ever assumed someone was dead for um, after going a week without speaking to them, you said they always turned up. Do you realize yeah, that that freaking, that that freaking plays into exactly why I believe him to be freaking dead? Why hasn't he freaking turned up, Doug? Well, I don't know, but you you can't you, you have you even feel like looked in the obituaries. Did anybody even know where he was actually living besides a house of self prostitution? It was what unknown. State? The state was unknown. The city was unknown. He wouldn't release that information. Was it even in this country? I believe so. Although I did hear some interesting dialects some the times that I had spoken to him on the phone in the background, but I did not dare ask what was going on in that house. Yeah, more than half those boys. Freaking English was not their freaking native tongue, I can tell you that much. Yeah, so. Well, geez Louise, down on my knees, Tadia, we love you, we miss you. Rest in peace and beyond. Doug Jordan, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, yeah, thank you for the blessing. Uh, I'm not and I wish that you would stop asking me that every week. Yeah. Um... I I feel like I have to just say that now at this point, and you're going to continue to ask me. Maybe I'll, I'm going to start answering. Who knows? What were you asking? Oh, my week. Uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, we went to the Ortego Grill. I of course got the macaroni and cheese nachos, spilled the Coca Cola, so I didn't really get to. I can't really say much about the Ortego Grill, other than the few bites that I had were pretty good uh, for uh, $12.99. You so guys should have seen what it freaking looked like after he spilled that freaking Coca Cola on his freaking mac and cheese nachos. It instantly freaking turned to mush. Yeah. And I looked and I saw it in his eyes. He thought about continuing to freaking eat it. And I said to myself, what in the heck is in that Coca-Cola that makes those chips dissolve like that into a paste? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about eating it because I was very hungry and I hadn't eaten anything all day. And, and you guys wouldn't let me order another entree after I spilled the, my Coca-Cola. So I was really hungry. Absolutely freaking disgusting that you would even think about doing that. And I want to take the opportunity, Doug, for thanking you for picking up the bill that night because I was pretty sure that Larry was going to give it on the house as it was my celebration and I had promoted it on my social media. And then he seemed to have almost just blanked on our whole agreement 
I don't know if he was drinking then or if he was drinking when we had made the agreement in the first place, but I'm sure the next time we go in, it will all be settled. Does he know about the agreement? Because it seemed like he didn't even know what you were talking about when he brought it up. He is a big fan of the show, Doug. I'm sure he has heard of the agreement. He's going to know about the, re- the agreement the next time we freaking go in, um, which hopefully will very freaking soon. Yeah. This is a freaking absolutely freaking, uh, absolutely delicious freaking restaurant. And I did want to mention that tonight is Croce night, which I went to last week, and it is absolutely, I didn't realize how many Croce songs I knew. Jim Croce, Weakers and Tweakers, did the song Big Bad, what, Bad Bad Leroy Brown, a great tale of a man named Leroy Brown. And I said, Larry Brown, is this why we do Croce night? Because maybe this is your brother. And he wouldn't respond to me. He acted as though he didn't hear me. And so I think that there's more to it than that. And he also did another song called uh, Don't Mess Around with Jim about himself, because his name is a Jim Croce. He just writes songs about people that are bad and that you shouldn't mess around with on an acoustic guitar. And you can sing along. An old man shows up and plays the spoons to the song. That's really the only participation the audience takes in that. He sits and plays the spoons on his lap to Jim Croce music. It's, 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 I am not doing it justice right now. I, I, I feel as though I am failing because it is a roarious occasion. So... How so was your the week, last Doug? time you went to I'm sorry. Wait, the last time you went to Croce Night, there was probably only you and Larry Brown and then that man that's playing the spoons by himself. Yeah. Well, someone actually uh, someone did show show up to use the bathroom at one point. And they stayed in there a very long time and exited without purchasing anything. I was confused about that. So, I thought it was somebody who showed up because I had tweeted about it. Doug Jordan yeah okay and the, how was your week uh week was i mean other than your birthday it was fine uh you know work's been picking up a lot uh because uh, so many people had to get laid off because of the pandemic uh, not a lot of people are buying fish or that about a lot of people buying fresh fish uh so i've been uh i've been working a lot and i'm really looking forward to uh to taking some time off uh even just just relaxing with uh my son and my uh two uh friends this weekend yeah on our fishing trip which is going to be a glorious occasion so our ice fishing trip yeah ice what it's i it's you, you realize that it's winter right now so it's gonna it's ice fishing yeah but we're going to the adirondacks yeah do a to a, to a freaking frozen lake to do some ice fishing. I was not aware of that. I need what? to repack, I think. I did not... I packed... I put my Bermuda shorts in my suitcase. I did not realize that that was going to be the case. I imagined us on a boat, a sailboat, on the ocean, spearfishing. But wait a minute. But you just you just mentioned that... Wait a minute. What the hell... Then, you thought we were gonna, you thought we were gonna, hold on hold on don't don't freaking let me let me freaking break that down for one second you knew that we were going to the adirondacks you just said that yourself but somehow you thought we were going to be going to the sea where we were going to be spear fishing on a boat and you brought your bermuda shorts i may not necessarily have the tools necessary to understand the geography of the situation though i 
this is what I envisioned in my mind's eye, was us on a boat drinking, you drinking a lot, Sandy Fargus, quite a bit of brown, maybe brown rum, and you like a pirate, and you have a bandana on and cut off shorts, and I am in my Bermuda short and shirt, open to the breeze, with a spear in my hand, and you were pointing out fish that I should throw the spear at. Now, if that is not the situation, I guess I need to rethink this. Well, geez louise. I mean, you paint quite a freaking picture. Um, that is obviously the freaking trip that we should be freaking going on. <sighs> yeah, but that's not what we're doing. No, we're going to some stupid cabin in the freaking cold to go ice fishing with a... The whole no, no, no. You don't get to do this. The whole fishing trip was your freaking idea. And I even said, no, it's winter. Shouldn't we wait until it's nice outside? You said, no, no, Doug, 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 listen to me. Doug, we're gonna go fishing. Me and me and my boy. And I said, No, he's my son. He said, No, my boy. And I and you said, Doug, Doug, listen to me. We're gonna go fishing now because we need to bond as a family. And I said, Okay, well, we're not a family, you're just a family friend. And now we're going freaking ice fishing. But I would be fine going on the freaking Bermuda short freaking spear fishing route for sure, because I hate the freaking winter. But no, now we all have to go freaking ice ice fishing because this was your idea. With only our bodies to keep us warm, Doug Jordan. This sounds more and more like your idea that you implanted in Sandy's head. Yeah, I mean, Doug, I can't freaking remember perfectly freaking well, but who's to say you didn't implant this thought into my head? No. We're so by the that. time that I freaking suggested it, it was actually your idea just disguised as my own. You freaking tricked me. You freaking tricked me. No, no, that's not how that works. The fishing trip was your idea. I don't know, probably to, to mess with me in some way. And that's that was your idea. I didn't Either plan. I don't even like fishing. Doug Jordan, it is going to be a blast. I promise you. I promise everyone. I just got confused. And well, I'm sp- much more interested in the freaking pirate aspect of the whole thing at this point that sounds that sounds absolutely ringing like an excellent time well geez louise that is a perfect segue because weakers tweakers thrill freaking seekers whenever a person finds themselves growing grim about the mouth whenever it is a damp and drizzly november in thy soul or if thy finds themselves involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses and bringing up the rear of every funeral they meet and especially whenever a strong moral principle is needed to prevent one from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats off, then it is high time to get to the sea as soon as one can. With the Our Week cast attending a family fishing vacation in the coming week, we would like to take the opportunity to offer Weakers and Tweakers a dreamscape blueprint to the perfect fishing trip in Our Week's guide to the perfect fishing trip. So this is a Dreamscape blueprint round table panel discussing using the eight category systems. The first being food, the second being shelter, the third being clothing, the fourth being toilet, Doug Jordan, the fifth being cars and motorcycles, the sixth being sports, the seventh being geography, and eighth is miscellaneous, which everybody knows is sex. So without further freaking ado, I will start, followed by Sandy, followed by Doug. Number one, food. So, geez louise, down on my knees, we are going fishing. I imagine what we will be eating is fish. Deep fried cod. Fish sticks. Maybe a seafood bisque. Shrimp a la cocktail. Shrimp ceviche. Maybe a some sort of steamed clam or mussel from the deep sea. Lobster. All our fish and all our freaking delicious. Maybe, maybe I shall catch an octopus. 
fry it up in a pan. And geez louise down on my knees, wrap it in bacon. So bacon too, I guess. But geez louise down on my knees, that is what you bring for fishing. Is You bring worms to catch your fish, which you cook and eat. And by the time, Doug Jordan, we are done. We will be so full of fish. We won't want to look at another fish stick or a freaking fish fry or little fish giblets ever again. At least for a while, till till we get the next trip going. Uh, okay, is this is this the p- p- guide to a perfect fishing trip or a guide to our fishing trip? And maybe freaking Doug Junior, he'll freaking eat all the barnacles. Tuna fish with mayo, Doug Jordan. Barnacles. You got to eat barnacles to put freaking hair on your barnacles if you know what I freaking mean, Doug. Rocky Mountain oysters, if we can catch them. So. That is food for you. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. Somebody needs to bring the chips because fists and chips, very important. I'm thinking barbecue chips, Doug Jordan, probably, because of how much you love freaking barbecue, and so do I. I mean, yeah, I, I do love barbecue chips. And if you're bringing chips, you got to bring dip. Yeah, and I will leave you in charge of the freaking buffalo dip and whatever other bean dip you want to bring, as you usually do, so... Number two, that is shelter. Sandy Farkas. Uh, well, there are two freaking uh, freaking schools of thought here, and I and that is freaking pun intended. Freaking schools of freaking fish. Um, the first freaking uh, the first freaking shelter um, in the freaking lame, uh, boring freaking fishing trip that we're taking is a um, bull little cabin um, in the cold, wintry freaking peaks of the Adirondack Mountains, next to a tiny little lake that is frozen over. Um, but in the uh, dreamscape, uh, we have I mean, the only shelter we have is the freaking houseboat that we all freaking live on. Uh, and there's only freaking one bedroom. So at, at late at night, you know, when one person stage watch, um, freaking Doug Sr., uh, the rest of us all freaking go down below deck um, where the freaking brown is stored in barrels and we pop the cork and let it flow like the freaking, uh, like the freaking, like the, like the freaking ocean itself. And we freaking bask in the freaking uh, glow of the freaking brown amidst the freaking flickering candlelights, and we <laughs> we get into some freaking trouble down there. Let me tell you. Yes, we slumber, Doug Jordan, together alone, while you watch in the hull of a ship. So that's beautiful. Number three usually goes to Tadia, but he is now dead. So Sandy Farkas, what is the clothing one would wear for this the perfect fishing trip? Uh, for the perfect fishing trip, I imagine all of us dressed like the members of the band freaking Aerosmith. Um, we are freaking decked head to toe in freaking bandanas and freaking handkerchiefs and kerchiefs. And um, um, our, clo- our clothes are freaking tattered. Our freaking shorts are cut off. Our freaking sleeves are freaking cut off. Uh, black and white freaking striped uh, freaking shirts uh, cut down by the freaking neck hole. Freaking sleeves cut off. Um, hell, who knows? Maybe maybe even freaking Doug, Doug gets a freaking peg leg. Um, and maybe even gets a freaking hook for a hand. Uh, and maybe, who knows, maybe at one point we can throw him overboard. Uh, and, a freaking, and a freaking giant whale swallows him up. And when Jordan is in the freaking belly, the beast, uh, he finds a freaking man who is living there with his puppet, who is clearly his freaking girlfriend, who he makes love to. So I guess for, shel- for shelter, it could also be the inside the freaking great whale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to chime in here. I'm a little confused. Go for are it. You, are you saying the band Aerosmith dresses like pirates? Very much so, Doug. And then why did that turn into Pinocchio towards the end there? 
Well, I imagine that on this fishing trip we'd be hunting a great a great white whale. Yeah. In the in a lake in the Adirondacks. For the blubber, Doug Jordan. To heat our oil lamps, it gets very cold in the Adirondacks, so I am told. Cold enough to freeze a lake. All right, there you have it, Doug. <clears throat> Doug Jordan, since you want to do so much talking, number four, toilet. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, if you're lucky enough, you got a, a, a big enough boat uh, with a lot of money, there's a toilet in the boat. That but, you Doug, can, we are uh, not use. going on a boat. You said the lake is frozen. Why would we be in a boat? Well, you're talking about freaking barnacles and freaking shellfish, and he's talking about freaking Aerosmith dressed like pirates. So I thought I could just use my imagination a little bit and talk about if I had a bunch of money and I could afford a freaking big enough boat. So what you're doing is you're painting a freaking dreamscape. And what we're doing is trying to freaking talk about what our fishing trip is going to be like this weekend in the freaking cold, snorry north of freaking the Adirondack Mountains. And I would greatly like to know what the bathroom situation is, Doug Jordan, since I am attending this fishing trip. Okay, I'll tell you what the bathroom situation is going to be. You fish in the hole and you piss in the hole, and that's what the what the trip is going to be like. And what if I need to do brown? You do it in the freaking hole. And then the fish eat it, and then I catch the fish, and I eat it, and I end up eating my own brown. And I don't mean the brown that you drink. I mean the brown that you push out of your rear freaking end. Laboriously. Yeah. Also, Doug, I'm confused because I looked at the freaking Airbnb and it said that there's freaking two bathrooms. There's a half bath and a freaking full bath. So yeah, what? no, there's a bathroom. We'll go into the bathroom. I was just I was expressing my annoyance in that I couldn't freaking have a dreamscape like you all could, and then all of a sudden, I, I'm a freaking idiot. So I was annoyed. I'm sorry, Doug. Why don't you go ahead and say something like, I'll defecate inside of the great belly of the whale, and it will become so sick from my urine and feces that it will vomit me up, and Pinocchio, and Geppetto, and then we will, you will ride, you will float to the top from Pinocchio's wood, and then you will hold tightly to it while Geppetto sinks to the, like a stone to the bottom of the ocean, and you will flag down the ship that you arrived on. And we will use the freaking poor little Muppet or whatever it is as firewood. Or you could have just said the simple one, you know, get your freaking your freaking son to freaking mop up the freaking poop deck and we use it like that. But unfortunately, we have to move on to cars and freaking motorcycles. So you know, unfortunately, you lost your freaking chance. Yeah. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees. Number five, cars and motorcycles. That is me. I will say we are taking Doug's truck. It is gassed up. I hope, Doug. And it is ready to go. Now, once we get there, we will be sitting on a frozen lake. But in my mind, we will be on the ocean in a ship sailing the seven seas. And there will be other ships attacking us, Doug Jordan. And we will have a cannon to fight them off. And Doug Jordan, you will have a saber and a blunderbuss attached to your stump of your arm. And the saber will be your peg leg. But neither will work very effectively, and you will need to hide when we get boarded by the other pirates. But fortunately, Sandy Vargas will have made some sort of explosive device out of all of the freaking highly flammable freaking brown that we have, and he will blow them to smithereens. And we will feast on their carcasses, Doug Jordan, as they did in the old days on the Ocean. Simple enough for you, Doug. Yeah, I don't know why you're addressing me if you're talking about a dream. I, I understand what it is. 
Sandy the Sandman Fargus, number six is sports. Um, yeah, um, obviously, um, the, the, the sport itself would be freaking fishing. Um, but then there are different freaking degrees of that. You know, whether or not you're able to um, do something like freaking ice fish. You drop your freaking lure into a freaking hole in the ice and you don't even freaking see what you got until it emerges from the ice. It's a lackluster experience. Um, above that, there's freaking fly fishing. Get in there, you know, with, with you and your freaking boy, and you teach him life lessons as you fly fish in the freaking quarry, and you and, and you swap freaking stories and learn a little bit about yourself. And then there's freaking hunting a freaking great white whale, um, a la freaking Moby Dick, where you and your freaking best friends, all drunk as freaking skunks on the freaking, on your freaking ship, all freaking have spears, and you will not freaking rest until the freaking... The freaking whale that ate your friend is and ate your freaking foot off, Doug, uh, is destroyed. Yeah. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Does number seven usually goes to freaking Tadia. Doug Jordan, I want you to answer it. Number seven, geography. Okay, well, we're going to the Adirondacks, which is in the northern uh, area of, of New York, uh, towards Canada. And it is a lake, uh, which is not a salt water uh it is fresh water so you can drink the water then yeah but you probably shouldn't probably should boil it first watch those surviving shows they always boil the water first just to make sure so geez louise what is the type of terrain what is the landscape like up in the great cold north adirondacks it's mountainous and there's trees and animals Wait a minute, what kind of animals? Dangerous animals? Polar bears? Snakes? Well, that's not, I mean, that's not geography. That's, that's what, that's animals. It's in geography. Well, no, there should be a ninth category for animals then. No, there shouldn't be ninth category for animals. There is the geography, where, Doug, this this is a perfect system. You said it was on a mountain. Does that mean there'll be a man living up there with a old beard and... Maybe some sort of handmade tools that he built a shelter and he's lived up there all of his life in seclusion. And then we come up to his perfect lake with our freaking abundance of alcohol and your son will probably have glue and and weed. And we drop a line into his perfect lake and start stealing his friends, his only friends. The only thing he's had contact with, the fish in the Great Lake. And I pull out a freaking catfish and that's his freaking pet catfish. And I instantly start frying it. And then he gets angry at me. And how do I defend myself? Geographically speaking, Doug Jordan. You would run down the mountain, I guess, geographically speaking. But also the the cabin that we're staying in is hosted on Airbnb. So I don't think that there's a, a lone man that lives atop this mountain that owns this lake that once you catch a fish, he's going to come after you. What about Davy Jones? He was out to sea. This is a lake Mm -hmm. surrounded by mountains. But a mountain man is sort of a pirate of the mountain. That's what I was from getting at. Maybe he's like a Davy Jones type freaking mountain man. Landlocked Davy Jones, Doug Jordan. It must happen. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's all possible. Yeah, if you were in trouble, I guess you would run down the mountain. I thought maybe you could bring a blunderbust and fill it full of freaking scrap metal. Scare him off with it. Maybe wing him. Number eight, miscellaneous, Doug Jordan. This is also you. To round out the segment, 
Number eight, sex. Uh, the fish will probably be having sex with each other. And what does that look like? Do they lie on top of each other like humans? Or do they straddle each other also like humans? Yeah, I don't, I, I've never really known how fish have sex with each other. I think that one lays eggs and the other one... Uh, into them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pollinates it, so to speak. Yeah. Well, God bless him for doing it. I guess it keeps the whole life cycle going. Doug Jordan, thank you very much for that answer. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freak and seekers, we got a great freaking show ahead of us. We have a, a, our week's news and discussions coming up. If you want to call in, join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, a Danish cartoon show that featured a man with a... Uh, an unusually long and magic penis made headlines after a critic deemed it, quote, innocent and goofy, according to CBC News. The show, called John Dillerman, is a Danish public broadcasting program that is aimed at children's ages four to six. Although the show has proven to be initially popular, it has also garnered concerns regarding its appropriateness for children. Freelance film and TV critic Ida Rudd claimed that the program is all in good fun and, quote, very Danish. According to Rudd, the show follows a man whose unnaturally long and magic penis gets him into all sorts of trouble. The main character, John Dillerman, whose name would be similar to calling someone Wienerman, lives in his great-grandmother's house, and his great-grandmother is old, conservative, and a bit scared of her grandson. Rudd has made a case defending the program. Quote, I'm a feminist myself, she wrote, but when I saw the show, I didn't think of this at all. I just thought it was h- hilarious and silly. So, geez Louise down on my knees, John Dillerman. He's got a long, dangly Johnson that gets him into trouble. And that reminds me of someone else I freaking know, Sandy Farkas. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Dillerman and I have, uh, have that in freaking common for, uh, for sure. Um, this is an absolutely freaking hilarious, uh, freaking program. I don't know what anybody's freaking upset about. Um, this is, I mean, this is the kind of freaking, uh, cartoon that I always wished that I had when I was freaking growing up. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also think that it would have taught me a lot of lessons. The only thing is that I can imagine... Mr. Dillerman, his arch nemesis, is a man with a very short, stubby, dangly Johnson. And perhaps I would have more identified with the villain in this case. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe, maybe at some point, you know, they'll they'll freaking someone will freaking option up the opportunity to make a freaking live action freaking uh, version of this, and we can go ahead and freaking star in the freaking Dillerman Chronicles, and uh, I can play freaking long. Uh, Dillerman himself, and you can play uh, Stubman, and freaking Doug Jordan can play freaking um, the grandma, the old, the old uh, horrible, uh, ugly freaking grandmother. Doug Jordan, what say you to this? Yeah, I don't want to be in the live action show of John Dillerman, though I think it sounds pretty funny. Also, I think at one point we freaking workshopped a freaking character with a long magical penis being a freaking biohacker as well. Yeah. He was a he was worked behind he he had he was surrounded by freaking computers and keyboards and he freaking didn't have enough he couldn't freaking click and clack with his freaking two hands quick enough so he had a witch cast a spell on his uh, on his dangly Johnson so to speak so that he could have a third freaking arm to freaking click and clack with the freaking computers but we had to freaking cut it for freaking time yeah 
It's tough, Doug Jordan, when you're making a movie because, geez louise, you have all these great ideas, but they can't all find their way into the script for brevity's yeah. sake. So you have the you have these freaking moments and these characters and these scenarios that you absolutely freaking fall in love with, and in, in a way in a way a lot of them are like your freaking children, you know, and uh, and you fall in love with these freaking scenes, and when the time comes, you know, you go you it, you just know it's for the best of the freaking project to say, all right, the guy with the freaking long magical freaking dangly Johnson probably probably should be the first one to freaking go. Yeah, unfortunately, but of course that leads you to spinoffs and. And other projects where you can resurrect these brainchilds, Doug Jordan. So yeah, we have not closed the door on that character yet. Um, and and I'm and thankful for for John Dillamond. Um, there's clearly a freaking market for this, so um, stay freaking tuned. Yep. Last week, a woman was trampled to death during the storming of the U.S. Capitol, according to the Daily Dot. Five people died during the Trump-led insurrection on January 6th. Two women and two men who attended the pro-Trump rally beforehand and one police officer died as a result of the riot. One of the women, 34-year-old Roseanne Boyland of Kenosha, Georgia, was carrying a Gadsden flag reading, quote, don't tread on me, before being trampled to death by the terrorizing throng of anti-American Trump supporters. Supporters. Boyland had traveled to the, quote, Save America rally with friend Justin Winchell. According to Winchell, quote, she was killed by an incited event, and it was not incited by Trump supporters. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This is hilarious, unfortunately, I have to say it, because this woman, what do you call this, Doug Jordan? Is this... What kind of humor is this where somebody does something and then the thing that they say not to do actually happens on them? Is that is irony? Is that where it, it's ironic? That is, and it's sarcastic, too, and you better believe it. And geez louise, down on my knees, the only thing that would be funnier if is if a bunch of snakes trampled her because the flag has a snake or a bunch of flags fell on her. Sandy Fargus, help me out with this one, please. Well, I think you said it perfectly when you mentioned that it would be perfect if a bunch of flags fell on her. Um, that um, that image in my mind of a woman being trampled and then freaking and she's carrying a freaking flag, and then right at the very end there, guess what? Freaking falls all over. Yep, you guessed it. Freaking a bunch of freaking a bunch of freaking flags. I mean, that is just an absolutely freaking hilarious freaking scenario. And I mean, obviously, it's obviously freaking. You know, that's un, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously, it's not preferable, but since it, but sometimes these things happen. And as onlookers, Doug Jordan, and listen up, because I think you need to hear this. As onlookers, all we can do, we're so overwhelmed by the emotion that we have been going through with, since 9-11, Doug Jordan, honestly, and with the pandemic and with a maniac president that when this thing happens, something like this happens, we are emotionally drained and we the only thing that we can take in is humor so we see this tragic death as a source of light and instead of going into that cold dark place that we all have inside of us we move toward the light and we find hope in something hilariously as you said ironic god bless you so i don't mean to preach that's not what i'm here to do and weakers and tweakers know that best could you be trampled by snakes or would they just kind of slither over you? Cause they what? can't, I feel like trampled is like a step. You need a step, a stepping thing to, to trample doing? someone. What are you doing? Dog? What are you doing? Uh, the woman is, the woman is freaking gone, Doug. 
Yeah, but you said she. it would be more ironic if she was trampled to death by snakes, and I was just kind of hung up on that thought of, can a snake actually trample somebody? I saw a video of a snake eating itself, but it was a picture. It's got a t- it eats its own tail. Oh, the Ouroboros. Aurora Borealis. Yep. So, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Now, who watched the footage of this insanity? Doug Jordan, Sandy Farkas, because I have seen much footage. My eyes are bleeding with footage from this, what some are calling a terrorist attack. I think a terrorist attack means planes flying into building, but it also can be a ground attack sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, I, no, I, I was, I, I did not, I have not freaking seen any freaking footage, uh, except for the freaking part where the woman with the flag, um, gets trampled and then whole collection of freaking flags fall on top of her, um, right there at the last second, which is, um, as Doug so eloquently put it, uh, freaking irony at its freaking, at its absolute freaking best. And, um, that was the only footage that I saw. I believe, I, yeah, I saw that earlier, just a little bit freaking earlier today. <clears throat> Doug, any thoughts? Yeah, what was the question? I just the wanted. Footage. Yeah, you saw you. What are your feelings? What's your takeaway, Doug Jordan? People that weakers and tweakers are waiting on you. Believe it or not, once in your life, this is your chance. So I, I mean, I did, I saw the footage, and I've been watching the news, and it's uh, crazy that it happened. Uh, it, it's it's uh, you know took the man four friggin' years, but he made a bad thing happen, and. Uh, I hope that he can be impeached in the next few days, not because, you know, yeah, he's about to not be the president anymore, but also because, you know, if he if he gets impeached, then he doesn't get, you know, the benefits of being the being the once being the president and then he can't run for another term in 2024. So this makes me think of a story of a little boy whose parents die and he goes to live with his aunts and his aunts are horrible. They're terrible people. Like Trump, they treat everyone horribly, especially this poor little boy, this orphan, if you will. And they make him work, and he wishes on a magic worm and sends it to the sky. And the worm comes back magical, and it goes into a peach. And the next day, the peach is huge, and James gets in it and he becomes impeached and he there are a bunch of other bugs living in it and the peach has momentum of its own and it travels a a great distance Doug Jordan at one point it ends up in the ocean much like the fishing trip we should be having and he learns a lot living inside of that impeach You know the fruit is just called a peach. It's not called an impeach. Yeah, but he's in it. He's in peach. So it's was, called yeah. The, the story is called James and James in peach. James and peach is the name of the freaking book. Hilarious. You no, know that's not the name crazy. of the book. Doug, don't wonder you. You know that's not the name of the book. The book is called James and Peach, and it is a freaking hilarious freaking book about a bunch of little freaks who live in a freaking peach, and they go on a freaking fishing trip with their best friends, and they um, get freaking drunk. And they um, and they have to kill a gigantic freaking rhinoceros uh, because James is mad at it for freaking trampling his freaking parents. That's the part I forgot. Yeah, the yeah. rhino, Doug Jordan. 
And it's a and the, the craziest thing about this freaking book is that it's entirely freaking claymation. Yeah. You might wonder how did I you go wow how did, how did I why how when I was reading this book did it was it claymation but um, it's yeah it happens it's it happens often more often than not more often than you think Doug Jordan. Last week, an Australian family said that their landlord set up a tent in their backyard and moved in, according to Fox News. The couple, only identified as Nikki and William of New South Wales, said that they received a letter from their landlord, Pascal Hubert, notifying them that she would be moving onto the property. Dear Nikki and William, Hubert wrote, I am the owner. As of tonight, I will be occupying the rear yard. Hubert then set up a tent and moved in with her partner. The couple released a statement to Current Affair. Quote, Police and real estate don't know what to do. Our children are terrified. They keep asking, who are they? And we can't give them any answers. The police are telling us that the real estate should be able to physically remove these people, and the real estate people are saying they can't do it. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, this is a pickle. Not like the peach, not a giant pickle. I'm just like a, so to speak, a metaphorical pickle, Doug Jordan. It's pickled. Sandy Fargus, would you help me break this one down? Uh, well, this is a freaking hard one to sort of wrap my head around. Um, I, uh, in, in many ways, I don't think that anyone should be able to freaking occupy, uh, a piece of property, whether or not they freaking own it. Um, you know, if, if, if some people aren't freaking comfortable with having, with having them there, uh, I think, I think that it should just take one freaking phone call. Um, in this article it mentions the real estate people, uh, I figure you go, they'll give those guys a freaking ring and they should be able to freaking come right down and say, I'm sorry, but this, this is not freaking allowed. And I think you have to freaking respect those people's freaking wishes. I think, I think people and freaking, whether they be renters or freaking, or freaking anyone, you should freaking respect their freaking wishes, uh, as to not freaking set up freaking camp in the freaking backyard and freaking tent. Yeah. The thing is, it's about respect. Yeah. And respecting one's space. Yeah. And I think that's a very important thing to keep in mind when you decide to just pick up and move in. Yeah. Why is why is everybody looking at me? We are on a computer screen. We could be looking at anyone. You don't know who we're looking at. Yeah, but it seems like you're looking at me, and there was a pause, like you wanted me to say something, and I don't really have anything to say about the story. Well, that's how the freaking radio works, Doug. Is we all sort of read something and then say something. So, I mean, the last time I said something about the snakes, you said to stop freaking talking, shut up. So I don't, what I don't know what to say. Because well, snakes don't story, trample; though. they swallow. They're big swallow. They're big giant swallow worms, Doug Jordan. They swallow everything in sight. We're not talking about snakes. We're talking about people. Getting trampled or living in your backyard, even though they own the property, but they leased it. Doug Jordan, shouldn't there be some sort of, it is a contractual obligation, a lease. Shouldn't there be some sort of assurance that house guests don't just arrive, take up space and resource, make bathroom on the lawn, and just leave it there to have, be chopped up by the lawnmower? Maybe they cover it with a leaf, maybe a big leaf, maybe several leaves. And then you jump in the leaves, your child, and make a snow angel in leaves. But guess what? There's brown underneath those leaves, Duck Jordan. Turns out they weren't freaking leaves at all. They were just hundreds and hundreds of pieces of brown. You're making a snow angel in a big mountain of brown, Doug. Your son. 
try do, do yourself a favor and try and put your yourself uh, in these people's freaking shoes. Uh, these are people that are freaking just going about their freaking daily lives. And then boom, all of a sudden, uh, there's a freaking guy in their freaking tent in their freaking backyard and that they, that they never freaking invited. You know, how, I mean, go ahead and freaking and try and freaking stretch your freaking mind a little bit. I know it's freaking difficult, but you're freaking freaking put your little freaking footsies in these guys in these people's freaking shoes and, and try and, and try and occupy their freaking mind, their body, their spirit and their freaking skin. What would you freaking do, Doug? I mean, this happened to me literally when you had Stu Gotts live in my home, and especially with little Larry and uh, the freaking pastor that you took in the freaking garage. So I, I, it's not very difficult for for me to use my freaking little mind and freaking figure that out when I freaking lived it. Well, then you should have something to freaking say about it. You shouldn't just go quiet, should you? Silence is the enemy of the air, Doug Jordan. I mean, I lived it, and I, anything I'm going to say, you're going to say, Doug, you're being freaking ridiculous. I can't believe you freaking said that. All right, but if you choose not to say anything, it's called dead air, and that, and 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 as we know, that makes for freaking poor freaking radio. Yeah, this family has basically bums living in their backyard. Doug Jordan, imagine that jobless bums in a tent. Maybe they're sitting around the campfire eating s'mores. And they got to have another piece of chocolate. They're knocking on your door. Ooh, let me have a piece of chocolate because there's not enough chocolate for the s'mores. Oh, we ran out of marshmallows. Oh, my gosh. Guess what? We also need graham crackers. The only thing they have are the sticks to roast over the, the marshmallows over the fire. They brought nothing else to make s'mores. Can you imagine such a thing? I mean, yeah, but isn't it isn't the person that owns the house that's staying in the backyard? Yeah, but they're on, they're not on the lease. So, I mean, I feel like, I mean, but I don't know. I don't know. This might, this, I guess, I guess you say it back me, Doug Jordan. You did it again. It's your I mean, right. He, as an he indip- owns the house. I tell you what, I couldn't freaking agree more about the freaking, about the s'mores. And if you're going to do that, you got to bring your own freaking chocolate. Um, yeah. I agree with you. hundred yeah. percent. Got to bring everything. You can't just show up with two sticks, expect to make s'mores over a fire. If somebody wants the graham crack around us more, then they're gonna need to bring it. Is what I'm saying. You know, this. I mean, this is in New Zealand, so I don't necessarily know the freaking laws down there. But, jeez, Louise, down on my knees. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been another great freaking episode of Freaking Art Week in Review. We love you very freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees, I was going to use airtime to invite both of you to Croce Night, but Doug Jordan, you have upset me greatly with your sandbaggery and douchebaggery, I should say. I, I missed the freaking last part. I, my every, Everything on the freaking little freaking computer freaking quit. At, I'm, and if I'm being honest with you, I think freaking Doug Jordan might have freaking sabotaged it a little bit. I don't know. How, I don't know what happened. Every single freaking program on the little laptop he gave me just freaking quit all of a sudden. Yeah, you're right. This was my master plan. I f***ing sabotaged the entire show. You're absolutely right. Watch your language, Doug Jordan. This is a family show. Jeez Louise. Now let's get our minds right, because we have something very important to do. A fishing trip. And there's no fooling about fishing. It can be dangerous. There's only one thing I want to make sure of. And that's that you you go into your freaking suitcase, which is already packed, and you make sure you take those freaking freaking Bahama shorts, your freaking Bermuda shorts, and you freaking replace them with freaking winter clothing. Because I'm going to be very upset when we get, get all the way up to the freaking Adirondacks.
and you have not packed a coat and all you have is freaking shorts and freaking t-shirts. I'm going to be very freaking upset if that happens and I can see it. I can imagine it happening right now. I'll, I will write it down. As I know. I'm writing write it, it down. down. Right after we're freaking done with this, I want you to go into your freaking suitcase. I want you to open it up. I want you to take the shorts and the t-shirts out and the Hawaiian shirts that I'm sure are in there. I want you to replace them with freaking warm clothing with a coat and freaking pants and freaking, freaking snow pants and freaking a hat and all that stuff. Okay, it shall be done. Writing it down is not going to freaking do it. You're going to freaking go there and you're going to freaking take care of it because it's, it's going to be a real freaking pain if we get there and we open up that freaking suitcase and all you got is freaking Hawaiian shirts and freaking your freaking Speedo. And you should bring chocolate for schmores after you just made your freaking stink on the radio. It shall be done.